Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS Sports Radio. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara. Featuring Carlos Ortiz and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's D.A. And a happy Wednesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. D.A. with you here on CBS Sports Radio. In 20 minutes, we're stunned to a news. And in 40 minutes, will Florida State force its way out? of the ACC. That's coming your way this morning here on the show. So glad that you decided to stop on by. Yeehaw! Also next hour, Craig Way, who's the voice of the Texas Longhorns for the Sounds of Saturday, and former baseball closer Flash Gordon's going to join us next hour as well. So how about this? We have the injury to Joe Burrow's calf. Clearly, this is something that we're waiting, wondering about. And how much will it affect him? How much will he play? When will he play? All of that. And Jamar Chase is saying, don't even bother playing week one. We want you healthy rest of the year. And we talked about not long ago that really there's kind of a a couple of weeks there, beginning of the season, first five weeks that are somewhat winnable for the Bengals, even without Joe Burrow, that maybe at a precaution you keep Burrow out of the first four or five weeks. And everybody wondering the severity of this and all that Zach Taylor and company will say is it's several weeks and that right now we're in the middle of several weeks. And so what does several weeks mean? When will several weeks be complete? Who knows? But this has been noted that for NFL MVP odds, Joe Burrow, for some books, is still the number one MVP candidate. That even after the injury to the calf, Burrow has the shortest odds. He is the favorite to an MVP in some sports books. Now, some moved it a little bit, but some have kept him as the favorite. Now, we all know that Vegas has good intel, good sources 
a lot of different places. And wouldn't surprise me if they have really good sources with the Bengals. And one of those sources or multiple sources have confirmed to them that the Burrow injury isn't enough to disrupt the Bengals long-term. And it's not enough to disrupt Joe Burrow's season and that he's going to be fantastic, he's going to be fine, nothing to worry about here. And and that, to me, is a big one. If Vegas believes that this injury is not going to hold him back or hold the Bengals back. Because I think the Bengals have every piece to win a Super Bowl. They clearly have great skill position players. They have a really good defense. They have depth at pass rusher. They have a solid secondary. They have good linebacking work. They have a solid coaching staff. They have a very good defensive coordinator. They have a very good offensive line that they've invested in. And they have a franchise QB with the experience of having been to a Super Bowl and nearly winning it and last year an AFC championship game. There's a lot to like about the Bengals finally knocking down the door and winning that elusive Super Bowl championship. It just begins and ends with Joe Burrow's calf. But if Vegas thinks that he's still the favorite to win the MVP, it suggests that everything is still in front of the Bengals and that that injury is not going to be so significant that it knocks them off course. Now, I don't think those odds necessarily reflect that he won't miss any time because Joe Burrow could miss a couple of games at the beginning of the season. And if he has still got the Bengals aimed towards a Super Bowl and threw for 4,000 yards and 36 touchdowns against six interceptions or something, he could have missed three games and put up some great numbers and had the Bengals prime for a Super Bowl run and won the MVP. That can happen. But I, I certainly saw that and became more optimistic about the injury that Vegas still has him, at least in some books, as the favorite to win the league MVP. Elsewhere in the AFC, Anthony Richardson is named the starter for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't love this. I don't even like this. I disagree with it. But more than that, I just don't like the narrative that builds when teams do this that, well, yeah, it's the right thing. He's got to get reps. He's got to get reps. People just kind of fall into this, this habit of just going down the road of, well, yeah, young players need reps, and he needs reps, and this is how you get, in, get experience. Because there is one surefire way to ruin a quarterback. Put him on a bad team before he's ready. That's a surefire way. That is through the through the dawn of time, since the dawn of time in football. You want to ruin a young quarterback, put him on a bad team before he's ready. Now, if you put him on a really good team before he's ready, it might be fine. Witness Ben Roethlisberger, who goes 15-1 and in his rookie season. That was a Super Bowl caliber Steelers team with Bill Cowher as the head coach. They had a great defense, and they didn't ask Roethlisberger to do too much. Jerome Bettis to run the football. They go 15-1, lose the AFC title game to the Patriots. You can have a guy who is on a really bad team but is ready. Peyton Manning, that did not throw him off course, starts to author a, a Hall of Fame career. But there are certainly examples of a player on a bad team who's not ready, whose career goes sideways too early. And 
the Colts will probably be pretty bad this year. And Anthony Richardson comes out of college, and everybody seemingly admitted going into the draft that the big thing about him is high upside but very raw. So the Colts have decided to go against that. He might be raw, we might be bad, but who cares? He's got to get reps. And I'm going to marry that with the owner in Jim Irsay, who is knee-jerk, who is meddlesome, who puts his foot in his mouth constantly, witnessed the Jonathan Taylor situation, and has been impatient for a while about the quarterback position ever since Andrew Luck retired. And the Colts have tried to go through stopgap measure, stopgap measure, stopgap measure, year after year after year. Whether it was Phillip Rivers or Carson Wentz or Jacoby Brissett or Matt Ryan, it's been one-year fixes. They want the solution now. This feels very Jim Irsay. Solution now. Give me the solution now. We don't want to wait. We want to win. You've now drafted Anthony Richardson, who is very raw. You have put him on a bad football team. And instead of allowing him to wait and watch, it's we need the answer now. He's going to be the starter. He needs reps. And we heard this before he was even named QB1. And now he's named QB1. I like Richardson. I hope he succeeds. I don't like force-feeding this into existence. And when I hear NFL observers say, well, yeah, the only way that you would know is if he got experience, it's like everybody just forgot that three of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history all waited and watched. And there was clearly a value to it. Joe Montana waited and watched behind Steve DeBerg when he was drafted in 79, even though Bill Walsh knew he could run the offense ultimately better down the road. He was going to make them wait and watch. You want to say, okay, that's ancient history, DA. That's fine. Tom Brady waited and watched behind Drew Bledsoe for a full season and was not the starting quarterback going into year number two. Ultimately, Bledsoe injured in week two, and that opened up the door. But Brady wasn't foisted upon the team day one. Now, Brady was a sixth-round draft pick, granted, so it's a little different. But Patrick Mahomes more recently. Here's Andy Reid, who is a Hall of Fame head coach who drafts a quarterback number 10 overall, much closer to Anthony Richardson than, say, Tom Brady in terms of where he was drafted. And Andy Reid sees that there's value in letting Patrick freaking Mahomes wait and watch for a season. Now, you might say, well, the Colts aren't a playoff team like that Chiefs team was, and that the Colts don't have a quarterback like Alex Smith was for that Chiefs team, and that's fair. But... Every time you ever ask Patrick Mahomes, did it help that you sat? He says yes. Suddenly, we're just going to throw that out the window. Patrick freaking Mahomes is the best at what he does. Doesn't matter. Throw Anthony Richardson in there right now. Doesn't matter if he's ready or not. It's not that he can't succeed that way. Aikman, Peyton Manning, maybe it'll be Bryce Young. These guys are getting their starts early. It's a different world. I get it. But there's distinctly a possibility that he plays on a bad team, goes sideways quickly, and that's that. And it's not always the case of, well, if you're good enough, you'll figure it out. It's not always the case. 
It's funny how NFL observers will echo two things, and they will be in direct contrast to one another. Situations matter. It depends on where you get drafted. Quarterbacks, you get drafted to a bad situation, you know, you might never recover. While also saying a guy's got to play. You got to see what you got. Got to see how you... Well, those two things are in contrast. If situations matter, then you're putting Anthony Richardson in a bad situation. Bad team, rookie coach, and he's raw. Guys, why don't we cue the music here? Because we were just talking about how Al Michaels may have altered the trajectory of the Thursday Night Football package. And last year, Michaels was routinely critical of the games that he was calling. And it made me want to go back and see what the games were. Now, are there any games, guys, that you specifically remember Michaels calling that he was miserable calling? You're like, oh, yeah, that was memorably off. The one game that jumps out to me is Colton Broncos when there Same was here. no touchdown whatsoever. Same here. That was the, that was the one that really was the apex of all his his uh, problems. That's the one he turns to Herb Street and he's like, is this game so bad that it's good? And Herb Street's like, no. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. You're saying that Michaels asked Herb Street that. I thought Herb Street asked that Michaels that. That was my that. recollection. Okay. Now, week one of the season, the Thursday night was an opener. That's the NBC game, and that was Bills-Rams. That's where the Bills looked great. But that was not a, a Thursday night game, at least the Amazon package. That, that began week two, Chiefs and Chargers, 27-24 win by the Chiefs. So out of the shoot, Michaels had a good game. Week three of the Amazon package, Brown-Steelers. And that's a Jacoby Brissett game. That's 29-17 Browns, okay? But things start to go south after that. Week four is the Bengals-Dolphins game where Tua gets injured. Then week five is the biggie, as you said. Colts-Broncos, 12-9 in Denver. That's where the... That's where... That goes to overtime. That's where Broncos fans left the game before the end of regulation. And it was tied. And they were not interested in watching the rest of the game. So that's the one you guys are talking about, Colts and Broncos. Yes. Week six is enough to break a man after that. After he has to endure Colts-Broncos. Wolf. He then calls Commanders-Bears. At this point, he doesn't watch a touchdown for six quarters because they don't <laughs> score a touchdown until the second half. I remember this game, too. <laughs> Week five is 12-9 Colts in overtime. Week six is 12-7 Commanders. <laughs> now, week seven, he gets a barn burner. 42-35 Cardinals over Saints. But by week nine, he's calling a Texans game. He's got Eagles-Texans. An absolute brutality, the worst team of the NFL, 29-17 Eagles. Then he's got Week 10 Panthers-Falcons. Both team season has been over for a month and a half. Matt Rule's been fired at this point in time. Week 11, better. That's the Titans and Packers. That's where the Packers are trying to get their footing. 
It's already now November, and uh, the Titans end up winning that game. Week 13, it's good. It's fine. It's Bills and, and Patriots. It's good. It's fine. It's good and fine. Week 14, though, we got the Rams. And I think that's a Baker Mayfield comeback game, right? That's Rams Raiders 17 yeah, 16. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. Week 15, not bad. Niners Seahawks. But week 16 is the nail in the coffin, guys. Week 16 is where Al Michaels says, I quit. I'm leaving. I don't need this garbage. I'm a that, Hall of Famer. That's where I said I'm quitting. I'm leaving. Because week 16 is the infamous Jaguars-Jets game. That is the Zach Zach Wilson starts that game and gets injured or pulled. Because that's a – who's the the other guy? Shreveport? Shreveport. Who's the back? Sheridan? Who's like the – Oh, the guy who couldn't throw. Yeah, Shrivelly. Leah Scriber? Yeah, the guy that couldn't throw. Ultimately, the Jets start... Shreveler. Chris Shreveler. Chris Shreveler. I said Shreveport. Chris Chris Shreveport, he gets in. Either Zach Wilson gets injured or yanked. I think it was yanked. Because the Jets can't move the football. Shreveler? Shreveport? What's his name? Streveler. (laughs) Streveler comes in, and they don't let him throw a a forward pass. He's basically running the option. Remember, they they were electrified because he was moving the <laughs> offense. They couldn't score, but he was just like, wow, look at this guy's agility, his footwork. He can go, and he can't throw a lick. In the rain, in New Jersey, Jaguars, Jets, Chris Dreveler is in at quarterback for the Jets. Ultimately, 19-3 Jags. That is where Al Michaels quits the job and says, I'm not coming back. You guys, over my dead body, I'm not doing this anymore. To where... At that point of the offseason, basically the NFL has to give Amazon a better package of games because Al Michaels is going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding people at hostage. And a couple interesting notes on this whole schedule. Three games, three games had two teams that finished with winning records. How many? Three. Three games of the entire season yes. had two winning teams playing against From one another. two on. It was, it was three games. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Awful. And and and, and the if you go to a game like the Bucks, the Steelers, uh, no, Ravens, Bucks, Bucks won the division, but they had a losing record. Oh. Brutal. When we come back here on the show, we are stunned to a news. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knock. Dan in Mechanicsburg is asleep in the Lazy Boy. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. This portion of the show is sponsored by the United States Postal Service, introducing USPS Ground Advantage. Reliable and affordable two to five day package shipping. United States Postal Service. The DA Show is available. Across the CBS Sports Radio Network on hundreds of affiliates as well as Sirius XM Channel 158. I was just at the post office yesterday. And as I was exiting, there was a woman who had a stroller and her husband was with her. And she was looking for an elevator or a ramp. And I was like, yeah, this it's an old building here in New York. It's kind of down the block from us. I'm like, there's no ramp or elevator here. And she's like, maybe I'll have to go inside to get some help. I said, no, I'll help. And she was holding her stomach. She had just had a C-section. And I'm like, man, you're already out with the baby? I said, let me help you. So I carried one hand, one end of the stroller. The husband carried the other. They're like, thank you so much. I said, yeah, no problem. I said, that... Man, you're a warrior. She said she had it a couple of weeks ago, the C-section, but there was an infection, so she was kind of tender. I'm like, still, I don't know how you're out and about going to the post office like that. When I went to the hospital, this was our first child, and we were there for three and a half days, I think. When I saw the women being wheeled on gurneys into the surgery room or heard the wails from down the hallway of people giving natural birth or what have you, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. If dudes were expected to do this, there would be no children on earth. None. <laughs> we would, you, would I ever push out a human being through nope. my body? Nope. Would I ever be cut open to take a human out of my body? Not at all. We would. There's no way. There's no way. I always had a respect for women because my mom is one of my heroes. My grandmom is one of my heroes. But after that, I said, forget it. Like the women that give birth, moms in general, all over the place are just superheroes. Every single one of them, just for the sheer act of carrying a human being for nine months and then having it come out of the body some way, neither one is is easy. There is no access that is easy to get in the baby. And this woman's out with the stroller. Yeah, we're just running. You know, I got to go to the post office. Like I, I would have just made my husband go, you know, and I sit at home and <laughs> you're doing the post office stuff. 
stroller with a baby around Manhattan. Oh, oh, my goodness. Warriors. Warriors. Dixieland Dan says, DA, we are missing the big question here. Was Mark in Arizona meth head Mark from overnights? That guy was the complete opposite of the greatest sports call in DA show history by Charles in Alabama. Side note, Larry Fitzgerald having more tackles than drops is still a mind-blowing stat. Is that right? Is that true? More tackles than drops? That makes sense. That's how he played. Jeffrey tweets, yo, DA, I'm 64. I'm sharper than Wolverine's claws. Don't go dissing us seniors. Hashtag oldie but goodie. I'm not dissing all seniors here, but Mark in Arizona said he was a senior. And so that's why I was just providing him a bit of a soft landing spot that his call made very little sense. He said that Larry Fitzgerald is coming back to play for the Cardinals. We still don't have evidence of this. He said the Cardinals would be 5-2 and two without Kyler Murray and have a top-five offense in the NFL. 5-2 and two after eight games. What happened, to the, what happened to the other game, Mark? Two buys. Two buys. Two buys. Method Mark is one of the great calls of all time. All right. That's fine. We have a most machine of death. <laughs> I don't even have a job, Damien. What is you? What is you at all? How many beers ago? Uh, probably a thousand. Now that was painkiller Pat, but there was also a meth head Mark. And I think every place on earth should be for babies, top to bottom. But it's not my fault. Top to bottom. Mike is in Baltimore this morning on the show. Mike, good morning. Good morning, good morning. What's up, dude? Man, let's talk about these Orioles, man. They're setting, they're setting the lead on fire right now. Let's talk about those Orioles. How you feeling? I'm feeling great about them. Right now, in my opinion, they are the most feared team in baseball. Most feared team in baseball. More than the Braves? More than the Braves. I'm trying to tell you, the Orioles are playing with a chip on their shoulder. They had nothing to lose. And they're getting hot at the right time. Well, they didn't look so hot last week when they suspended their their play-by-play announcer. They started losing some games in dramatic fashion, but they turned it around over the weekend against Seattle. Absolutely. Absolutely. They did that. And I can't take nothing away from that game, but one thing I like is the resilience that they had when they bounced back. And um, we stopped that, that home run. Remember that? Oh, and yeah. The right Cedric, Cedric Mullins, yeah. Cedric Mullins, and he wound up winning the game for it. That's right. Little magic yeah. in Bur- little magic in Birdland this season, my man. We got a lot of magic in Birdland. I tell you what, we get in the playoffs and we grow deep. I'm not worried about Tampa Bay. Definitely ain't worried about the Yankees. They better worry about the Orioles. Yeah, well, the Yankees ain't going to be there, Mike. You can be certain about that. They're toast. The Rays will be there, but certainly got to love the way the Orioles are playing compared to the Rays. Rangers are a very good team. Astros are a very good team. And the Astros have the advantage of the experience and the big game know-how. But I was thinking about this. Actually, I'm going to drive in today. A Braves-Orioles World Series would be pretty awesome. I mean, the Braves are a machine right now. A machine of death. You are a machine of death. But you would have... A veteran team that had won a World Series two years ago with all of the star power against a new, young, up-and-coming team that might be the next great team in baseball 
be kind of a culture clash. The Braves have been there. The Orioles haven't. Be pretty badass. But I look, I love this O's team. I mean, I have a soft spot in my heart for everything Baltimore because of little Mo. But I also love the O's being good because you know me, OPP. I love when cities that have had bad teams for a long time, they they get gifted with a with a great season. And anytime that happens and the city comes alive, and also Baltimore is such a beautiful ballpark, that like seeing Camden Yards full again and electric again and a great baseball city come alive, that's what I that I get off on that in sports. I, I always say I root for the teams that have the longest droughts. I root for the fan bases that are the most tortured. When the Cavs won the NBA Finals a couple of years ago, I was so fired up. Like, thank goodness the city of Cleveland has a championship now. And we've seen this time after time after time in recent years. Tortured fan bases finally get delivered from their pain. And if it happens to the Orioles this year and Orioles fans, I just think it'd be great. I love them. I love this team. I love them. But it's not It's not going to be easy because that AL West is going to be difficult in the American League playoffs. And I don't know. Every year in the, in Major League Baseball, you see a wagon of a team, and you figure nobody can beat them. The Dodgers have been this team for a long time, then they get beat in the playoffs. So I'm not convinced the Braves are definitely coming out of the National League. But if they do, it'd be a hell of a fun World Series. Standing by with headlines, here is Chris Lepresti. CeeLo, good morning. Good morning, rookie Anthony Richardson. Of course, fourth overall pick of the draft. Named Colts starting quarterback yesterday by first-year head coach Shane Steichen. They like the resolve he showed in his preseason debut against the Bills this past weekend. You throw an early interception, and the way he bounced back was was awesome. And, you know, is there going to be ups and downs throughout the season? Absolutely. You know, for a rookie, you know, it's a long season. It's a 17-week grind. Uh, and there's going to be ups and downs, and we fight through those together, and that's all of us. You know, starts with myself. Now, Richardson admitted he was shocked to get the news at this juncture. Shocked. Didn't see it coming. That is the word he used, I which know. is kind of shocking to me. I mean, they did pick you fourth overall, you know. Well, they you picked got... him fourth overall, and the owner has said he needs to play. He needs to play. There you go. But, but he, he was still, shocked. He doesn't feel like he's probably ready for this response. Yeah, that's probably part of it. That's a good point. A or maybe premature. at least at this stage of the preseason. Uh, that conversation with Steichen, letting him know that he was the starter, brief, but then that led to a longer, broader exchange. Uh, we talked for about like two hours. The two hours wasn't even about uh, uh, me being QB1. He, he just told me that. Like three minutes, then we just started talking about life and stuff. Just trying to build connections and relationships more. You know, but like I said, I'm thankful and, and I appreciate it. I mean, I'm, that's some, for two hours. I don't can't remember the last time I had a two-hour conversation with somebody. How about your boss? Two, yeah, that, never. Never. I, I mean, sometimes I, it's rare that I clear 60 seconds with management around here. Eye contact is, <laughs> is, is a good day. Yeah, right. Yes. Anthony Richardson has a great voice. Yes, he does. Right, He's got some boy. good pipes. I mean, he's 22 years old or something, maybe 21. He's got a great voice. I'm so jealous. Deep. Deep. Deep tones He's a there. big man. He's broad. He's yes. big. He can get into man. voice acting if this quarterback thing doesn't That's work right. out. Big voice. Big voice. It, end of his career. End of his career in the booth. Right. Yeah, which yeah. might be the beginning of his career. Which this doesn't we're, go well anymore. We're, we're putting him in the booth already here. Guys, and taking a regular season snap. Next year, he's on the Amazon broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let me redeem myself this hour with some clean audio from Hard Knocks. Oh, here we go. Two. See, CeeLo's putting in the work. All right, All right. but now, except to DA's disappointment, uh, it's some more Oz the Mentalist content. 
He was a big star of last night's show. That's all. Again, that's all the takeaways. They're yeah. really low on content yes. by episode two. Now this was pretty cool as he blew Aaron Rodgers' mind. Starts with a, you know the traditional card trick. He's got Rodgers in his head without telling anybody to pick a card from a standard deck. Uh, and then this was the sequence in the exchange here. Put them in your hands and then put your other hand on top, kind of like a, a twist it like a pancake, so we can't see anything. Can't get to him nothing. All right, fair. Think red, black. Think hearts, diamonds, club, spades. See that reaction, that flinch? I know which way you're throwing the ball. It's a diamond, am I right? Yeah. I'm going to do you one better than guess it. I'm going to find it. Hold your hands tight. Don't take it out. Don't move. Don't move. Let me reach in just a little. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. 22 down. I'm going to go down. Tell us all, out of that whole deck, don't move. What card do you think of? Say it. Three of diamonds. Three of diamonds. Well, hold on. Hold on. And now here comes the cool part, at least I think so. So prior to all this, he had asked Jets coach Marquand Manuel to name a bunch of, you know, animals, mammals, fish, creatures that are not used in NFL team nicknames, mascots, et cetera, and just had him list off as many as he could, just rapid fire, and then tells him to pick one, keep it to himself. So after the Rodgers card reveal, he would circle back to that. Tell us, what did you think of? I was a goldfish. A goldfish? Yes. Seriously? Yes. I got you. Look in your hands, Aaron. Rogers opens his hands to find a goldfish no. in, encased in a plastic cube. Wow. How about that? And looked as if, like, how did that just happen? Whole room goes nuts. And then I thought now, this was... Is, is Rogers in on the work? I don't know, but I, I will say this. The camera angle that they... I didn't see any, you know, sleight of hands. Obviously, they, I mean, it's hard knocks. Everyone's watching. It can't be that obvious. But Rogers acted as if, like, his mind was blown. I thought this was cool, though. One player off camera, I don't know who it is, you just hear his voice, asks what I thought was a pretty good follow-up question after the goldfish reveal. Wait, bro, hold on. What if you would have picked a giraffe, though? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess it could be. <laughs> could be a mini giraffe in the queue. Certainly bigger than the goldfish, Damn, though. what if you pick a great white whale, man? <laughs> you pick a rhinoceros, oh, dude. Man. So that, that's a good fun. segment right there. That's that you clean audio. You yes. broke it up. You told the story. It says CeeLo's a pros I gotta pro give here. a biggest that was a good cap, job. cap came through with the audio for me. So nice. Appreciate that. that now cap. I would like to hear the other Oz the Mentalist audio from the last audio hour with McCall yeah. Hardman. We yeah. can do that next hour. Sure, yeah. no problem. There we go. Absolutely. And I guess I semi got to the bottom of this joint practice situation. Not I did, but uh, with the Jets and the Bucks. <laughs> did some digging. Well, did some is, calling. Again, this, I, I, this, I, I'm a big logistics guy, especially with travel. Okay. Especially in this, I, people, you know, nationally maybe don't care as much, but in this area of the country, in the New York area, New Jersey, where the Jets are, the Bucks are coming in, right? So they were supposed to practice today and tomorrow. The Jets canceled tomorrow's session, and Robert Sala's reason for that. He said yesterday, uh, player safety claiming the second joint practices tend to get chippy and have more injuries. I'm all good with that. Yeah, but why did just they... practice on Thursday? Why why have them come in, practice Wednesday, cancel the Thursday session? So they got to kill a day. Yes. Now, they'll be fine. They're going to go to the also, Giants why facility. why do they schedule back-to-back practices right. if he feels this way? Yeah, I don't know. If he thinks it's a bad idea, right. why would it ever on the schedule anyway? And last week, they had two scheduled with the Panthers, and the second one got postponed due to weather, which I think was more about the fans because they were having like 10,000 people show up and they didn't want a lightning, thunder and lightning situation. So the Jets ended up practicing on their own down there in South Carolina last week. 
But yeah, this has been on the schedule for a while. And now all of a sudden, yeah, you know what? Those second practices tend to I never tricky. liked it anyway. <laughs> Very strange, but uh, not that big a deal in the big picture. The Bucks are going to apparently go to the Giants facility, get their work in on Thursday. And then the two teams are going to play preseason Saturday night MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. A couple of the notable baseball scores here. The aforementioned Braves did another job on the Yankees last night. Shut them out 5 nothing. The Yankees had one hit. They still managed to ground into four double plays because they had a bunch of walks. First team in big league history to be held to one hit or less and ground into at least four double plays. So the Yankee futility continues It's always mind-blowing when we still have stats 150 years into baseball, First things time. that have never happened. Yes. yes. That doesn't seem that crazy. It doesn't? One hit or less? Four double plays? You could have a lot of walks or hit batsmen or errors to... <laughs> think about it. There's not a lot of traffic on the bases when you have one oh, freaking hit. I guess hit. that's a good point. But walks... Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're throwing that well, that you're throwing a one hitter or a no hitter, usually not walking the ballpark. That's fair. But they did have traffic last night, and then quickly erased uh, by some double plays. They are last place in the AL East. They're back to 500. Latest they've been at 500 in a season since 1995, and they are 12 and 22 since the fourth of July. On the other side of things, you got the Dodgers red hot. They won nine in a row, beat the Brewers six to two. The Giants shut out the Rays seven nothing. Kyle Tucker go ahead homer for the Astros. They beat the Marlins six to five. The Mariners outlasted the Royals in 10, 10 to 8. But before that, they blew a three-run lead in the ninth. They're nine games over 500. They're very much in the AO wildcard race. But you'll recall they traded their closer, Paul Seawald, at the deadline. Uh, and they've recently now blown back-to-back extra inning games over this past weekend. And then they've blown multiple ninth-inning leads. So seemingly, it would be nice to have the, the closer as they try to make them get themselves that into would the wildcard nice, spot. Yes. But uh, they made their decision, and now they'll live with it. Uh, in Arlington, the Corey Seager show, a couple of home runs, five RBIs to send Texas past the Angels 7-3. to three. He got the on-field interview on local TV afterwards. We're just trying to throw out good at-bats, you know, one through nine. And uh, so far, we've been doing that. I thought he was coming again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just we've been doing that very consistently, which is it's just good to see. Oh, in one sentence there, he was worried, I guess, about another Gatorade <laughs> bath or I don't know what they were, maybe a whip of you know whipped cream situation, shaving cream. I don't know what they were doing to him post game, but uh, wanted to make sure he didn't uh, take any more uh, shrapnel there as he was doing his uh, post game interview. On good TV. times for the Rangers. This is their best record, I think, through this number of games. They've been very ever. good. He's having. I won't say quietly, but it's putting together one of the great offensive seasons by a shortstop we've ever seen. Yeah, and they they spent a lot of money the last two off-seasons. It's finally paying dividends. They spent all that money on DeGrom, and he totally flamed out injured, and so they're doing all this without a huge piece of what they thought the puzzle was going to be in Jacob DeGrom. And Scherzer's come in. And he's 3-0 with a sub-2 ERA, looking the part so far. And Jordan Montgomery, another acquisition, yeah. pitched a good game last night. So yeah. they're uh, they're in good shape. And then they and uh, the Astros going toe-to-toe right now in the AL West. All right, with that, let's get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. <laughs> the DA show is stunned to a news. All right, we've got mommy influencer okay. Chantel Schneider, Ooh. who claims to have devised an unorthodox way to avoid her uh, her cycle. We'll say we use that word. <laughs> And the way she goes about doing that is she's decided to just get pregnant on the regular. Oh, so she doesn't have oh, to deal with her oh, with her, really? uh, her period at all. Oh, really? The Canadian mom of two who's now pregnant with her third child detailed the bizarre period prevention measure in a social media video that has four and a half 
million views. Oh, people are getting a good idea. Out of now this. she, I, I guess this is a regular. She's got like almost seven hundred thousand followers on TikTok, another hundred and fifty k on Instagram. So this is like one of these legit social media influencers. And she didn't gain all these followers because I, of this. I don't believe so. Now it says posting under the moniker the Alexander family. Schneider and her husband, Aaron Alexander. She's so Canadian, she's, by the she's way. She's Schneider, yes, Canadian. She's Schneider, husband's Alexander, last name. They regularly upload videos about the trials and tribulations of expecting your next kid. Oh, exciting. Including pregnancy-induced cravings, bad gas. Really exciting. And even just trying to leave the house. This That's is a really six-second snippet, uh, the TikTok here, and she's seen dancing with her family. Uh-huh. The husband's holding their two young children. <laughs> she's feeding him food, mouth-feeding him food. <laughs> oh. And what, the, do you mean, what do you mean mouth feeding? Like she's she's taking, I'm sorry, she's putting food in his mouth. Okay. She's not, yeah, not like, like a bird. bird. No, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> you, that's a good clarification on your part. Thank you, DA. And the audio, the, um, the lyric of the song is thank you to my man. Uh, she says that pregnancy is preferable. Her pregnancies are absolutely miserable, she says, but somehow I'd still rather be pregnant than have my period. So now, they she, only have two kids that she's pregnant so with a far, third. Yes, but she says she plans to have up to ten. So this is, I guess, something she stumbled upon more recently. I was going to say. Yes, and this is the strategy that they're going with, and they are uh, up to number three, and it sounds like that's going to continue for quite some time. And believe it or not, she had a lot of support in the comments, and some people that say they have uh, taken the same approach. Uh, one commenter said, I've been pregnant since 2020. So there you go. I mean, look, God bless any woman that likes being pregnant enough to keep doing it. She doesn't, though. She said her pregnancies are absolutely miserable, but she'd still prefer that over the regular period. Are cycles that devastating? For her, I guess it is. I don't know. And just keep popping out children and have to financially, you know, support and feed and care for and rock to sleep. Yeah. You'd rather do that than just use contraception? Yes, people are like, why don't you just get some birth control? I guess, I guess she's not down with that. I don't know if it's a religious thing or a hormones thing, a medication. Th- I couldn't tell you. That I don't or know. Or just a TikTok thing. Oh, yeah. Maybe this is better, just the, the better, better content. content. Keep adding to that follower account. Good job by her, I guess. She's like, yeah, I'm lucky. Instead of having in my cycle, my husband just keeps getting me pregnant. Yeah. Years on end. I mean. That's the solution. And how quickly then do you have to start up right after you have the kid? I mean, yeah. as soon as it comes back, no, like, wait, we got to get pregnant right away. Quick turnaround, day game after night game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is a day game after a night game. You know, I, you don't realize how stupid people can be <laughs> until you hear a story like that. Yeah. Exactly. That is awful. Hundreds of thousands of followers. She's influencing uh-huh. people with this behavior. Yeah. Uh. And then once they have one kid, it's like playing Thursday night after a Sunday. It's a short work week. That's right. Somehow this is Philip Rivers' fault. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio uh, Cromartie. Yeah, I think I think for the Rivers family, their uh, their motivations are a little different than uh, Chantel Schneider and Aaron Ale- Alexander up there in Canada. Yeah, they're trying to start their own football team. They're yeah. Fifty-two man roster. <laughs> Oh, thank you, CeeLo. Yeah. When we come back, will FSU force its way out of the ACC? DA, CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal, and law enforcement officers can tell if you're driving high. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. 
Thanks for being with us, everybody. Good Wednesday to you, DA, here on CBS Sports Radio. As always, you can watch us on YouTube or on Twitch or at watchda.com. As Andrew Kaplan is pushing buttons, pressing buttons, and pulling levers, and making this thing sing in sparkling Technicolor. The deadline has come and gone. August the 15th was the date, the deadline, to which Florida State could alert the ACC that next year would be their final year or this year would be their final year in the ACC. Instead, that has come and gone. And so now you're going to have Florida State as part of the ACC through the end of 2023 and through 2024. That guarantees basically that the Seminoles are part of this conference through the end of next year, 18 months or so, a little bit less. It does not guarantee beyond that. And Florida State is still annoyed by the fact that the ACC makes less money than the Big Ten of the SEC and that they're locked into this television deal until 2036. And so 13 years from now, they can't renegotiate until then. And that Florida State, like Ohio State or like Alabama, are getting the same share as everybody else in the conference. So Florida State, if they were making 60 million bucks a year like the Big Ten is, I don't think they'd be so annoyed by being part of the ACC. Being part of the ACC is not the problem. It's the television revenue coming from the ACC and being locked in that. If you're Florida State and trying to chase down Florida in your state or chasing down recruits against Texas or Tennessee or LSU, those other conferences are making so much more than you are, you feel like you're falling behind and you won't ever have a chance to catch up, which is why FSU is getting a getting cranky about all of this. But they are now going to have to be part of the ACC through the end of next year. So is Clemson. Sounds like both of these schools don't like the setup and want to leave, but also you have to find somebody else to take you. And right now it does not appear like there's any appetite for the Big Ten or the SEC to take Florida State and Clemson. Those are two good football programs. Clemson obviously has been very, very good. FSU has been very up and down over the last decade. But you have to have a taker. And I think that's one thing. We'll see. Florida State can stamp its feet and they can hold its breath and they can say, well, we want to leave. We want more respect. We want more money. We're out of here. But you have to find a taker. Is there a taker? Is this just a lot of bloviating to get a a bigger share out of the ACC? For now, I think it's done. For now. But this time next year, you'll probably be hearing the same exact stories that Florida State and Clemson are trying to get their ducks in a row to try to exit. Now, that's an expensive exit. It'd be about $120 million exit. you got to pay three years or four years forward of your media rights. And does either school have $120 bucks to leave and then another conference have that money to give them when television deals are already done? Hard to imagine. But for now, the FSU getting its way and out of the ACC ain't going to happen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 